Hello and welcome to Business Talk with Chris Hazel. Today I'm joined by Honaker Hazel. Honaker is the founder of Quality Teach, an award-winning education centre in Stratford-upon-Avon. Quality Teach offers small group and one-to-one tutoring for children from primary school up to A-level. So welcome, Honaker. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for having me today. No problem at all. Um, before we start, I'm just going to point out Honaker is my sister-in-law. You might recognise from the, the surname. Uh, it's only taken 17 episodes for you to get her on, uh, but that's uh, it's probably m- more my doing than it is Honaker's. Um, <laughs> so obviously, I do know some of your um, some of your story, um, but I'm pretty sure there's parts of it that I probably won't know. Um, so yeah, I'll be finding some of it out for the first time. Um, but yeah, perhaps you could start by telling us how we got to where we are today, um, where where this, the journey for Quality Each started. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I am originally a teacher, a biology teacher, uh, and I started teaching back in Holland, which is where I'm from, um, as you very well know. And um, so, yeah, I started teaching there when I was 19, so quite early on. I was still at uni, um, but desperate for teachers. So I started in my second year. Um, yeah, so I taught in Holland for about six years and then moved to England, um, to London. And then I taught there for a few years in very different schools, uh, one in the sort of Tolls Hill, Brixton area and one in Kensington. So very, very different experiences. And I think based on what I've noticed there, especially in the one in Kensington, the what you can achieve as a teacher in a group of 11 kids, which, I mean, everybody will understand that, but it was it was a very, very different situation than teaching 30. When you have 30 in your class and then also having seven classes or so per week, so 210 kids a week that you need to get to know, which is very hard. It's very different than having 11 in a, in a group and, and seven of those. So I knew very well what every child could achieve with my doing. And um, so my view on teaching changed around that time a little bit um what's that different from holland what are the class sizes like in holland they're the same they are about 30 um but it is very different i think the whole curriculum is quite different um i think england is quite focused academically a little bit more i would say than than holland obviously we're talking 10 years ago but um i don't think it changed a lot in, in holland in that time so yeah it's um it, but apart from that, I think it it, it is quite, it, it wasn't a huge change for me, let's say like that, from going from Holland to the UK, it wasn't huge. Obviously, you've got uniforms, we don't. Um, so that was a little bit of an adjustment, having to correct children when the tie wasn't totally straight, you know, but uh, <laughs> to get used to that. Obviously, in Holland, we're quite relaxed and, it, you know, we're not too too bothered about how you look. Um, but, um, yeah, so that was a little bit of a change. But it was just a really interesting way of looking how much a difference makes for, from a teacher point of view, having having 13, having 11. Um, and um, yeah, being able to know the child and what they can achieve in that year with you. You know, they walk in my classroom and I know, right, you are currently working on a D in their A-levels and, you know, I think you can achieve a B or maybe an A. And knowing that from every child is just very helpful, knowing which route they want to take afterwards, which university they want to go to. You wouldn't know that of the 210 students you have in a, in a mainstream school. So, um, yeah, and then moving to Stratford, looking for a part-time job because I had the children um, and I didn't want to go full-time. Every single application I put through for science was a full-time role. 
Uh, and in the interview, when I mentioned part-time, it was just a no-go. So I then was mentioned by someone else who said, why don't you try some tuition at home? So that's sort of how it started. I did a bit of tuition at home and the demand grew very quickly. So this is back in 2016. Um, and then at some stage, um, the demand was just overwhelming. And I thought, why not try and get lots of teachers together in a centre and do it from there? And so we set up Quality Teach. Um, so I had my, that stage three-year-old and a three-month-old with me looking for premises in Stratford, um, which was good fun, as you can imagine. Um, but yeah, found found a good centre and, and started off in a small centre with a few classrooms and um, it all went from there, really. Cool. So let's go back to when you, you first went, I, I'm going to do some private tuition. How did you find your first uh, student? And yes. Yeah, that was, yeah. Um, so I went on to, there's a website called Tutor Hunt and some other websites. So I made little profiles on there, um, which any tutor can do that. You know, you can promote yourself on there. It doesn't cost you anything, generally speaking. It's it's when the parent then finds you, they have to pay a little fee to get through and get your details. So that's how I got my first ones. And then it became fairly quickly word of mouth. Um, so I was quite lucky, I think. Um, but that was when it was just me. And then when I got the centre initially, because I had to pay the bills for the centre, so it was literally just me in that whole big building, which was a little bit daunting. Um, so it was the first few months just me being able to turn over enough to pay the bills. And then as soon as I had a little bit of free time after that, then I started to look for other tutors. Um, and that was a lot of Facebook posts where I was allowed to, which was very helpful. Uh, word of mouth again. Um, and I only used Indeed as a little bit of a tool to to, to recruit, really. Yeah, and so and so, yeah. The, the general growth of it in terms of students and um, uh, customers was just word, word of mouth. Once you got those first through 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 the door, or did you have to yeah. build relationships with skill schools? And, and what you what were you tutoring mainly at that stage? So I started just with the sciences and took on another science teacher just because people knew me for that and that's how I got the children in. Um, but then I, there was a little bit of talk between the tutors and other, you know, they knew other people who were teaching and one was English, one was maths. So I was very lucky through them that, that they had an interest as well to tutor with us. Um, so, but to promote something quite new, like a new subject was a little bit difficult so obviously again facebook lots of facebook posts social media at that stage i think was it was not so much about the ads you know your posts already did quite a lot when you shared posts in different groups etc so that's obviously all free um that way we did get quite a lot of customers through as well um i think we did some recommendation schemes just to get people through the door um yeah and a lot of trying to talk i did go through I went to schools to do um, Christmas fairs, but, you know, not having the skills really yet to sort of speak to people and be like, oh, do you want to come to Quality Teach and, you know, have a chat with me about it all? And um, so it was not that productive, I think, but that was more my skill set not being sort of developed yet at that stage. Um, and then the contact with schools, that's been quite hard. Um, I think because the conception is I think mainly for schools when you set something up like that they see you as almost as a competitor sometimes which is a shame but it's 
also understandable. We're all teachers, so I know, I can see why they feel like that. They want to internally solve the problems because it's, you know, it's your school, it's your your students. Um, but we reached out with a letter. So I was lucky I knew someone who was a head teacher local. Uh, she goes to these sort of head teacher meetings and she said, you know what, I'll, I'll take a letter from you. You write a letter and I'll, I'll give it out to all the head teachers of the schools and maybe put something in there like, you know, if you, um, you know, if you help us get our students and this is what we offer, maybe you can uh, give them like an incentive, you know, give them an iPad as a gift for the school. And I was very happy to do that. So we send out this letter, I think, to about 20 odd schools, 27, I think. Um, and unfortunately, not one came back. So that was a bit of a shock. Um, yeah, putting that out there. But um, I, but I do understand it because you know we all been on that side. All the people who work in quality teacher are the majority are all teachers, local teachers, retired teachers. So we we know how it is, and I think I understand it. But I'm hoping, um, you know, by we haven't established this properly yet. But I'm hoping by going into schools and speaking to head teachers and deputy heads that we can make them understand really what we offer, which is not just that tuition anymore you know it's not just focused academically and because the world has changed and so have we so it's yeah and so do they come from is it mainly from stratford schools or are you gathering people from all, all sort of around the area where, yeah. yeah a bit further out now we had um it's an interesting one because we majority is stratford schools we do get that you can name the school and we've got them because we do get them from any any of the local schools um but we start to get them as far as we had one from Nuneaton the other day we get them from Hole, uh some from Birmingham area um so yeah it starts to reach a bit further out and I I think why that's happening I think it is probably to do with the fact that what we do now is you don't well I know that yeah I don't think you find it elsewhere that's the truth I think you know having teachers rather than potentially you know graduates and there's nothing wrong with being tutored by a graduate and there really isn't but it does depend what you want from it you know if you're looking for um, help with dyslexia or an anxiety or um, a child that um, you know wants to wants to like reach academically quite highly I think it is better to go for teaching because you need the exam skills training and um, and potential special need training and that sort of stuff so so in that you don't find very much in in other tuition centers and it's it's very often groups as well what they offer in in tuition centers which what we do but we also have the one-to-ones available um so i think there is that and on top of that is the the, the home education is, is is growing um obviously during covid it grew a lot which was more there's a difference between homeschooling and home education and i think that's been a bit of a mix-up but homeschooling was during covid you know you had to you have to homeschool your child but it's the intention to bring them back to school when you're home educate you actually educate from home there is no connection with the school whatsoever so and that home education is growing we're getting more and more students that are home educators and 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 again there is not a huge amount of options when it comes to if you want to study the core subjects and still have a bit of social for your child in in these groups then there is not that much out there you know you can you can go for um there is lots out there to to learn skills uh, with your hands you know the sort of forest school type of things or um but when you want to have English, maths and your sciences as core subjects and have a bit of social time as well, and you want to just attend little classes for that, for example, I don't think there's much out there like that. Um, so I think that's why we get them from 
further out now. Cool. So what? Uh, let's dig into that a bit more. What's the? Uh, what? What does it look like? Someone who comes to you, say, let's say they're they're home educating. We'll we'll leave aside that people know what a bit of extra tutoring is. But on the home education side, how does it look if they come to you and they're home educating? They want some some more help things. What what can you offer? And how, yeah, how do you offer that to them? So they would come for, we always have an initial meeting with them. So it's the parent and the child that come in our centre, have a little look around the centre, and then we have a good sit down and, and talk it all through because every child will have a different story while they're home educating. Um, so we talk about that in depth, like what, what do they want to achieve from, from home educating? Um, and then we can offer, there is quite a big range because we, we try to be as flexible as we can um, for these for these children and these parents. So we we sort of have an adaptive education so what we try to do is um either they can join our little groups we've got on a tuesday and wednesday we have a, a group sessions where the children come and they can either do our two-year gcc groups so for example they want to see their gccs and they want to take two years for it regardless of age i mean we would advise you know we have 11 year olds coming through the door that want to see the gcc and we think that's a little bit early but you know age is is less important when it comes to home education um and then we have one year gcc group so either they join one of these groups by their choice and, and what we sort of get the idea of what their capabilities are um, and they can choose English, maths and the sciences. Um, the sciences are all taught separately as well. So they can sit the GCC in the summer. Um, so we offer that. We also offer um, for the primary, we offer these type of groups as well, where they can focus on core subjects on those couple days. Or we have project led um sorry, child-led learning, where the child is very different. Um, you know, we're not so focused on the curriculum. Children can come for one morning a week um, for about three hours. They come in, it's again with, with a teacher um, and where we do child-led projects. So we have a theme, you know, for example, uh, changes because we have all the seasonal changes. Um, and then we will have different projects and the child can choose what um what they want to do with it because it's child-led so um it's a bit montessori based um that type of learning that we offer um so yeah so there's different things and then around that and there's the beauty of home education if you would do any of these things that i just mentioned you can then build around that so say for example you want to do english literature as well um then you can do that with us or if you think i want to take japanese because i know at schools we teach french and spanish which is fantastic but obviously French and Spanish are, you know, the languages are a little bit less popular at the moment. Japanese, Chinese, they are coming now a little bit more popular. So you can make up your own schedule and find a Japanese tutor online, even from Japan, and have those lessons and, you know, sit your GCs. We can arrange this GCC for you. Um, and so you can make up your whole timetable and your whole schedule. And it can be all with us. It can be partly with us. You know, we can guide you. Um, but that's the beauty now of home education, where you can just totally flex all around parents, uh, careers, etc. And, and you know, you can make your own days up, which is fantastic. So I might be putting you on the spot a bit here. Um, but what? Um, how long have these been running for, say, your two year or your one year classes? And what what are results like for the? For the oh, dear, here we go. Yeah, <laughs> we get the question a lot. So that's yeah. fine. Um, yeah, so we've been running home education. Let me have a quick think about this. We have been running home education for 
three and a half years. Well, we're in the fourth year, if you like. So three years and there's the fourth year running. Um, obviously, we started very small and it's still we're still fairly small with home education just because it is hard to market it. Right. So there is that. Um, but yeah, so results has been uh, very good because until now, all the children who've set their GCs with us have passed. Um, so and that's generally the aim of the game. We get children that are um you know the majority want to get a pass and then go sometimes to college or they have an apprenticeship lined up um or an internship so you know that th there is that so they just need their pass for english and math that's a majority um and yeah we always have passes so it, it does range we have children that just passed and we have children that pass with it with the five and they do the foundation courses um which is the highest you can get in foundation so but for their abilities and capabilities, you know, as long as they get what they need, which is what we focus on, um, that's what we have achieved, which is really good. So what, what we're doing now, and this is a new stream of home education that, that we've been having this school year, which is which is new to us, is these children that are actually academically very capable, um, but the parents are just not looking for the mainstream education. Um, and initially our home ed was very much focused on this, you know, it was anxiety, there was bullying at school. There was a reason why the school system just didn't fit for them. And those children, they came to us and they want to just, you know, rush through it as, as quick as possible because they just don't enjoy it. And that's fair enough. Um, and now we get also children that, that are academically very capable that could actually work very well in a school setting. But it's about the opportunities they get at school that they feel that they're missing there, like getting a subject like Japanese or they might want to accelerate this you know they love swimming and they want to do more swimming and now they can fit in three hours four hours a week of swimming in their own timetable at, at the leisure center you know so it's um yeah different but the results yeah we're, so we're doing okay <laughs> so I, and I'm probably answering one of, one of my next questions but um by asking that question but what's what's a misconception about you know, uh, a home education centre or uh, just a tuition centre in general? Yeah, so I think, especially personally from our, for our centre, um, I think because when we started, um, we were tuition focused, it was academically focused because I'm academically trained. You know, I when I worked at different schools, I was trying to get children through at, you know, the highest achievable level possible and to get them into Oxbridge, you know, to Oxford and, and Cambridge universities and Russell uh, Group. So it was it was that focus. It was very different. And, and that's how I started quality teach, thinking, right, that's the way to go. And then because things changed so much, um, COVID related probably, but also just the whole environment changed and schools changed, etc. So I think now the focus is so much more on on the well-rounded approach. And I think, so back to your question, sorry, the misconception, I think is we are another tuition provider trying to make money out of education. And I think that's a huge misconception because um, we are actually here trying to help these children and these parents, you know, um, we really do. And we're local teachers. We have a heart for what we do. Um, and we, we're not a tuition center. I, I don't view us as a tuition center because we, we offer tuition and we offer home education classes, but I see as a lot of parents will refer to us as like a small school, um, because we, we try to, you know, sort of copy that environment, but into a different level. 
Um, so yes, I think I hope that answers your question. <laughs> I, I, and I remember when you were setting it, setting it all up, or started talking about doing it, and you were talking about, oh, I want to set up my own school, and I was like, I, how does someone set up a school? I couldn't quite get my head head around it. But yeah, the more you talk about it uh, there and, and and what you're doing, it's yeah, yeah, you what you that's that is what you're creating, but just doing it a different a different way to. Yeah. Um, to how the state would have, would have you do it, I guess. Um, yeah. So what? Yeah, I think. Yeah, go on. You go. Yeah, I think. I mean, I've had moments where I literally thought, I wanna, I want to create this as a school, you know, but I don't want to copy the school system because hence why we're we here. We don't want to be like that. Um, but you know, the amount of effort that goes into setting up a an actual school system is is just you know and and I think there is at the moment I don't think the government is ready for that step do you know what I mean so if, if we even would put the the ideas out there I think that they're very wobbly at the moment when it comes to education um they're very much I think there is a negotiation going on about a levels and potentially changing that or dropping that as a whole and and that's not what we need, you know. So I think they're not in the right mindset anyway. So, but I do think, um, how beautiful would it be if, if, if a whole new, I mean, this is a whole, a whole nother story, but how beautiful would it be if there is another type of school coming out in the UK, you know, where it's not your mainstream, your private, your academic, where you would look at a school where free schools, it doesn't need to be another free school, I think, but where people could go just for the core subjects. And then parents have the opportunity to build the, the rest of the timetable themselves, you know, because there's so many good private tutors out there. It doesn't have to be just us. There are so many private tutors, one-to-ones, just they work for themselves, they're self-employed, they know what they're doing and, and they can teach you. And then there's lots of examination centers around the UK. So you've got tutors and exams, that company that we partners with them. We don't make money on them at all. I'm just saying that, you know, we work with them because they are an examination center and we're not. Um, but they have lots of, centers around the UK so you know these children could get their education from wherever they want all over the world and then sign up for a GCC if that's what they want from it or an A-level at these examination centers so you can make up your whole own education and be in control of your own education um, so yeah huge gap in the market and I think it would be really good for the education system to have that around where people have the choice does it fit the academic way great go to that school does it not then you know there's another option What's the challenge to getting there? Is it is it getting it, you know, like funding to do it, or is it getting um obviously yeah, you're, you're, you're sort of doing it? What's yeah, what are the challenges? No, you've got it. I think it's funding and it's time and it and it's the the knowledge. I think the government is not aware, not really aware of what, I don't think they, they know what to do next, right? I think they're, they're, they know there's something wrong in the education system. Otherwise, I mean, the, the list of children who are waiting for a diagnosis is obviously, you know, very long. Warwickshire waiting list at the moment is looking at between three and four years just to get diagnosed. If you think your child might have a special need, um, you know, or, or some sort of autism or anything along those lines, and you're waiting for a diagnosis, you're looking at three to four years. We, I mean, that means something. Something is not up there. And I know that's sort of NHS related, but, and, you know, and again, I can't fault anyone. It's nobody's fault, but we do need to try and find a solution here. Um, yeah, so there is, the waiting lists are massive. 
for the Warwickshire diagnose list for, for the NHS. There is a lot of children who are generally home educating right now. So there is something there, right? Um, and I think the government and their funding, they do not really know where to put the funding at the moment. And obviously they have this pot they have to divide. And there's a lot of things that need some funding at the moment, which is very, you know, very important. But at the same time, I think there needs to be something said about education. If they would have a budget and a proper panel and think about how we're going to form this new type of education, but it needs, it, they, you know, obviously the UK is, they, they do, in, they like their traditional ways and there's nothing wrong with it but the world is moving on and I think it's quite obvious right now with all these children at home educating but there isn't really a very good um, system in place for home education also the checks and home education are not fantastic at the moment so there is that and then these growing waiting lists I think you know something needs to be done which means ideally smaller classes in schools so that we can have for the teachers to have a little bit more of a you know, an enjoyable job where they can focus more on the kids and actually achieve something with them, which is what, you know, what you'd like as a teacher. Um, so smaller groups, which means more schools, which means we need more teachers, which means we need to make the job more attractive, you know. So there is there needs to be money put into that. And then there needs to be these, these extra schools that we would set up. They shouldn't be the mainstream academics and the schools that we already know. They're there. But why don't we set up a different type of schooling, you know, a different type, another stream of education, like adaptive learning or something along those lines where we can offer these parents you know the core subjects and make up the rest how they want to so what, what's the future for quality teacher then? is it where's it where's it going next it's a good question good question i at the moment we're just focusing on um uh you know make our surface better because there's always things you can evolve and change and make better so we're looking at that because we've been going for five years now and there is things, bits and bobs that could do with 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 a bit of um, yeah, a bit of a analysis and readjustment. But um, soon we're looking to um, go and and help children, not even just here but also abroad, which is obviously would be online. Um, so we haven't really been online a little bit. We do online, but our majority is face to face because we've always strongly believed in the value of that and and the type of children we work with, they they value it as well. Um, but I think so online is another route we're going to take. Um, and then hopefully, I mean, this is sort of a two year project. But after that, I think we're hoping to think about expanding quality teach. Um, so we want to make this centre in Stratford, you know, healthy, good running, um, you know, where everyone is happy. That includes our tutors, is happy, you know, they're happy with, with, with what they do. Our students and 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 um, all our clients and parents are happy. And then once that is all, and they are, but you know, I think there is still a little bit of evolving there to do. So once we've done that, I think it's a good time for us to look at expanding, which hopefully means hopefully opening one in Leamington Way, maybe Cheltenham Way, and start thinking about expanding. Unless we get some funding and you know we get the back support and we can do it on a bigger scale. Um, but that's something we have to explore and see what happens. Cool. Exciting times ahead for quality teachers then, hopefully. Um, yes. So, yeah, just coming towards the end, I ask uh, this question to everyone that comes on uh, as a local business podcast. What's your favourite local business? Yes, um, I've got a few, but OK, so Zero, love the Zero shop in town, run by Charlie. Um, you know, it's all about sustainability, which I think is fantastic 
fantastic. That's another thing, you know, we have to evolve and get better at. And she is sort of the pioneer on it in Stratford, I would say. She's doing fantastic. So definitely um, zero. Yeah, that would be my go-to. Cool. And if people want to find out more about you or get in touch, where where can they go to, to find out more? Yes, thank you for the opportunity. Um, so there's a website, www.qualityteach.co.uk. Um, we have the Facebook page, Quality Teach Private Tuition Centre, and we've got the Instagram as well. Obviously, you can find me, um, if you can spell my name, Monica Hazel, <laughs> on Facebook. So you can always uh, contact me or we have a phone number, 01789 Cool. And I'll obviously link to all of those in the show notes. Um, but thank you so much for coming on. I'm sure we'll speak again. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> thank you so much, Chris. It was a pleasure. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, please email me at chris at chrishazelmortgages.co.uk. Speak to you next time.